Hey everyone, welcome to today's episode of Elevate with MSWAF. I'm your host, Emily Swaffield, and this podcast is all about getting raw and real about what it really takes to get to where you want to be and elevate in all areas of your life. If you haven't done so yet, be sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss when a new episode drops. And if you like what you hear, please share the love, leave me a review and connect with me on Instagram where you can find me at mswaff, E-M-S-W-A-F-F. Reach out and tell me what you're loving or what topics you want to hear more about and just know that I am so grateful to have you listening in so we can go on this journey together. So let's dive in. Stay tuned and I'll be dropping details obviously closer to the time about that. So today's episode is all about money. We're going to be talking about money mindset, guys. And I actually realized I haven't done an episode on money mindset yet. And you know me, I'm obsessed with mindset. And so I really wanted to do this episode actually over two episodes. So it's going to be kind of like a part A this week and then... Don't know if you guys heard that (laughs) for Roxy barking in the background Um, and a part B next week. So it's sort of a two part episode. And so there's kind of two things when it comes to money mindset, there's two key things I want to talk to you guys about. And so this week's episode is going to be really about money, our money blueprint. Um, And I'll dive in and talk, talk about what that is. And we'll talk about beliefs and all of that. And then next week's episode is going to be focusing more about money, our money thermostat, and really talking about actions we can take in order to improve our money mindset. So what do we even mean when we say the term money mindset? Okay, for me, money mindset means your unique set of personal beliefs and your attitude when it comes to money. And your money mindset really determines the way that you act around money, how you handle it, you know, what decisions you make when it comes to things like saving, spending, investing, all of these things. So what I want to talk about in this uh, this week's episode, as I said, is really dive into our money blueprint. So first of all, we have to understand what our money blueprint is, okay? And this is something that we all have. We all have a money blueprint, but do you actually know what your money blueprint is? or how you got to have your money blueprint. Like how did your money blueprint come about? Because we all have a different unique money blueprint. So each of our money blueprints, it's essentially how we are programmed to respond and deal with money. And how it came about and how your money blueprint is formed is really through the beliefs that you personally formed around money and wealth. And these start from, you know, when you were a kid, like from a really young age. Because the thing is, guys, we're not born out of the womb with a certain type of money blueprint, are we? (laughs) This is shaped and formed through early childhood and our experiences growing up, whether we had parents who would say things like, money doesn't grow on trees, money isn't everything, money causes so many problems, which might lead you to think that money is bad or money is evil or not needed. Whereas on the flip side, maybe you didn't grow up uh, in an environment like that. Maybe you grew up in an environment where you went to a private school and you were brought up around people with a lot of wealth and living extravagant lifestyles, which led you to believe that there was an abundance of money in the world. Everyone has their own unique experiences in life, which shapes our money blueprint. Okay, so how you grew up is going to impact and your how your parents uh, acted, what your parents' money blueprint was. That is really important because how they project their views and beliefs around money as you grow up as a child is something that you will have taken on board and will be a part of forming your money blueprint. So the thing is, it doesn't matter what our money blueprint is because we can always change it, but it's important to understand this and to figure out what our money blueprint is to be able to then change it. Form your money blueprint and they determine how you feel and act towards money. 
And the thing about your money blueprint is that most people, first of all, don't even know (laughs) that they have a money blueprint, but most people don't know that we have these deep rooted beliefs and habits around money let alone the fact that they're very deeply buried in our subconscious. Because as I said, a lot of these beliefs have been formed from a young age as we're children growing up in the world. So you can change your money blueprint, as I said, but how do we do that? We do that through changing our beliefs that we have around money. So how do we change our beliefs around money? Well, first of all, we have to figure out what our beliefs are when it comes to money. And then we'll touch on the point of how do we go about changing those so that we have money working for us and so that we have a healthy money blueprint. So How do you figure out what your money blueprint is? Okay, so step one is really to become self-aware when it comes to how you are with money. Okay, and I'm going to I'm going to go through some questions now where I really recommend if you're listening to this podcast episode whilst you're out walking or, um, you know, in the car, whatever it is that you're doing, I definitely recommend come back to this episode, certainly this part of the episode and spend some time journaling and answering these questions, because that is what's going to be key to you figuring out what is your money blueprint. And once you do that, only then can you start to work on, well, how do I change my money blueprint? Okay, you need to know what you're working with first. So here are some of the questions that you need to be asking yourself, okay, and journaling through. So what were your parents like with money? Okay, think back. And I know for some of you, you're going back quite a few years here, but you need to go back and think what were your parents like with money when you were growing up as a kid? You need to start paying attention as well to how you feel and react when someone brings up the topic of money. So if you're out with girlfriends or friends or you're at a dinner party or and, and the topic of money comes up, how do you react? How do you feel? What happens then? Do you go, oh, this is awkward. We're talking about money. Or what's your natural reaction when someone talks about money or if someone talks about how much they earn or what someone else is earning or how much someone else has made? Like, how do you feel? How do you react to that situation? Okay. What do you like when it comes to spending money? Do you earn money fast and then you spend it straight away? Funny story here because I was chatting to my mom around this um, the other week and she told a funny story that when we were kids, we used to go to Hawaii every year, uh, my brother and I, and we would basically get to the airport uh, at the start of the trip and we would be given $50 each. So we were just kids, right? Our parents would give us $50 each um, and that was for, and we'd usually be going to Hawaii for like two weeks. And that was for the whole trip, okay? We had $50 to spend each for the whole trip. (laughs) Now, we get through security and get through the gate and we get on the plane and my brother has already spent the $50 at the duty-free shop at the airport. So he's going to Hawaii with $0 in his pocket. Whereas mum said that I would often come back from the two weeks in Hawaii and I'd even like pocket $10. I wouldn't have even spent the whole $50. So I was someone that is quite... um, I would always, like, I don't spend everything that I earn uh, and I always, like, make sure that I have a bit left over, but that's obviously been a habit of mine from a very young age, whereas my brother, and (laughs) still to this day, I'm pretty sure he's not listening to this podcast, he really does like to spend (laughs) what he makes. So, you know, it just goes to show that we have these different habits that we form um, and they really do, you know, carry through a lifetime. We, unless we stop and we, you know, change these beliefs or we, we work on changing the beliefs that we have and the habits that we have around money. So what are you like when it comes to spending money? Um, ask yourself questions like, are you generous with your money? When you're asked to donate to charities or make a donation, um, how do you feel around that? Do you give? 
Do you not give? Do you give but hesitantly? These are all questions you need to ask. We're all different in these different situations, but understanding how you react and how you are is going to help you figure out what your money blueprint is. So are you someone that often shouts people coffee or lunch or drink when you're out? Or are you frugal with your money? Are you constantly counting pennies? Or if you're out for drinks and someone so bought the last round and then you bought this round and then the next round, you're like, well, it's not me because I've already bought a round. Like, are you constantly calculating in your head um, how much someone owes you? Or when you're splitting bills at restaurants, are you, you know, are you figuring out, making sure that you're not overpaying? Or are you kind of like, yeah, look, let's just split it. That's easy. How do you react in these types of situations? When do you spend money? Is it only on certain occasions? Uh, and when you do spend money, do you try and reason why you needed to spend that money? Do you track your expenses and spending or do you just get your salary and then you spend money on stuff and just hope and wish for the best that you don't run out before your next paycheck? Do you have a financial plan in place or again, are you just winging it? Do you live paycheck to paycheck? And how do you feel towards people who are wealthier than you? Do you feel inspired by them? Do you feel empowered by them or do you feel jealous or envious or even angry? These are all questions you have to ask yourself because this is what's going to help you form and figure out what is your money blueprint, okay? And so I encourage you to take some time, like I said, to really journal through these questions to start to get a better understanding of what your money blueprint looks like and start to uncover the underlying beliefs and patterns that you hold when it comes to money because that's essentially what we're getting to here. Our money blueprint is essentially the beliefs that we have around money and the patterns and the habits that we have when it comes to money, okay? And so I want to run through now a couple of common beliefs around money, and, and then we'll talk about some tips around how to overcome these beliefs, if you can relate to any of them, okay? So there's seven beliefs I want to go through. Obviously, there's lots of different beliefs out there, um, but these are just seven common ones, I would say, that I've sort of come across uh, quite a lot with people. And if you relate to any of them, maybe just make a note of that as you're going through, okay? So the first one is that you can't make money doing what you love. That's the first belief. You can't make money doing what you love, okay? We're going to go back and revisit these when we, we talk about how do we actually change these. The second one is money is the root of all evil. The third one is who is wealthy and who is not is predetermined. So, for instance, you have no control over whether you become wealthy. The fourth one is you have to work extremely hard to make money. It's a very common one. People thinking you have to work extremely hard to make money. The next one, number five, is wanting more money is greedy. Okay, number six is you need money to make money. And then number seven is having more money means more responsibility and more taxes, etc., etc. More of things you don't want. So those are the seven different beliefs. And I encourage you to note down the ones that you're related to. When I went through them, did you say, oh yeah, actually, I've, I feel like I've, I can relate to that or I feel like I believe that or yeah, that's true, okay? So what we have to look at doing now is overcoming these beliefs, okay? Overcoming these limiting beliefs around money because these beliefs are limiting you from making more money, okay? And the thing about a belief is that a belief is simply accepting that something is true, Okay, if you believe something to be true, it means that it can't be otherwise. So the way to overcome a belief, and in particular, we're talking about money beliefs here, is that you have to find evidence to support the opposite belief. 
Because if you have a belief, then there can't be proof that the opposite is true. So what you have to do is find evidence that supports the opposite belief is true. And then it's proof that your belief isn't true and it's just something that you have chosen to believe, a story that you have just chosen to believe in. That's all beliefs are. So to overcome the beliefs you have around money, you simply need to find examples of why those beliefs are simply untrue. So let's go back through these seven examples together. You can't make money doing what you love. And the reason I put this one first is this is one that I related to. So I did not love banking. When I used to work in banking, I did not love my job. I did not wake up in the morning on a weekday being like, oh my gosh, I am just so excited to go to work today. Oh gosh, I just love being a banker. <laughs> just That was not my reality, okay? I actually used to dread Sunday nights being like, oh, I'd give anything for the weekend not to end, to not have to go into work Monday morning. And that's really what led me to, you know, starting my first business um, in the social marketing space and you know, if you know my story that, that, you know, that eventually led to me uh, ending my career in banking and, and really stepping into being an entrepreneur running businesses. So <laughs> I used to believe in this belief. I used to think you can't make money doing what you love, but my belief was you can make money being a banker and working in finance. Hence, I landed myself on the career path of being a banker, but I had to, unra- I had to overcome this belief because I, and how I did that was I questioned the belief because there were people out there that were making money doing what they loved. So if there are other people out there making money doing what they love, then that's just shown me that the belief that I believe in isn't true. It's just a story I'm choosing to believe in. And I can tell you right now, I make money doing what I love. (laughs) I love what I do and I make money doing it. So that belief in itself, can you see how I went through that process to show you that I, I 100% believed in that, guys. I really did believe that you can't make money doing what you love. But I thought, you know what, you can make money in finance. So that's the path that I'm going to go down until I understood that actually, no, you can make money doing what you love. There's so many people out there doing it. I just have to figure out a way to do that and do find out what I love and find a way to make money to do what I love. So the second one, money is the root of all evil. This is a really easy one to overcome. So I'm not going to spend much time on this one because we know guys that there is so much good in the world that has come from money, from money starting companies that are there to help people, charities. You know, this is the thing. If someone says money is the root of all evil or money isn't good for anything, tell them to go and say that to the person that heads up their favorite charity or church that they're passionate about and say to them, do you know what? Do you think money is important? Do, do you need money to, to be successful with this charity or to, to reach more people, to change more lives, to do more good in the world? Do you think money would help that? Yeah, it would. So money, when it's in the hands of the right people, it can be used absolutely as a force for good. And we know that. So again, I'm not going to spend loads of time on that. So that belief money of the root of all is the root of all evil um, is a pretty easy one to overcome by just doing a bunch of research on where money has done some really amazing things in the world and been a force for good. Okay. The third one was that whoever is wealthy and who is not wealthy is predetermined. So, you know, you have no control over whether you become wealthy or not. Well, you just need to go and find some very inspirational stories. Like there's so many on the internet of people that came into this world with absolute nothing and have created absolute success and wealth for themselves. You know that there are countless stories out there. Oprah, for one, if you if you know about Oprah's story and her upbringing to what she's created today, then it's pretty easy to see that actually it's not predetermined. There are people that have incredible rags to riches stories that have come from nothing, that have started business 
businesses from their parents' garages, from people that got down to, you know, their last, I don't know, a few dollars in the bank to who have built built multi-million dollar empires today, that obviously this belief isn't true. And again, it's just a story that you're telling yourself. It's a story that you're choosing to believe in, okay? And the choice is always ours. So to flip that switch, to stop believing that story and start believing the opposite side of the story, that's when you have to find the evidence and you have to go and look at the research and the evidence of why that isn't true to really open up your eyes to, wow, this really is just a story that I've been telling myself and I've been choosing to believe that because maybe that's be me that's maybe that's me just trying to stay comfortable because deep down I really know that if I did want to make more money that I'd have to get uncomfortable I'd have to push that zone of my comfort zone and push into the uncomfortable to be able to you know do the work and take the action that requires me to make more money and I'm just keeping myself safe and comfortable by not going there okay that's just an example Uh, Which leads us on to the next belief, which is you have to work extremely hard to make money. And again, this is another belief that I used to believe in. I used to, and I think that probably came from, um, you know, working in banking, working in an industry in finance where it was like, the harder you worked, the better you were. And if, you know, you were the last person to leave the office and the first person to come in, then that was like applauded and praised and whatnot. So I think, you know, I definitely had had the belief that you have to work, you know, crazy, crazy hard to make money. You have to work around the clock and not take breaks. And, you know, my personality as well, being a type personality, I'm very, you know, go, 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 highly ambitious. I'll finish one thing, be on to the next thing. And because I work for myself, it's very easy for me to fall into the trap of like working seven days a week, not taking time off. And I know that's not healthy. So, you know, creating more balance around that is something that I've been constantly working on. But I have been trying to really work on this belief around the fact that, you know what, you can, I'm not going to say that money, like, you you know, it's easy and you don't have to work hard to make money. But I do think it's really important to, if you are someone that has a strong belief around in order to make lots of money, you have to be working seven days a week. You not you don't have any balance, no time for your family, no time to do the things you love because it's just go, 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 go. That belief isn't healthy and it's not true because there are countless stories of people that are incredibly wealthy and have a lot of money that have a great life, that have the time to go on holidays, that have time with their family, that still find time to do the things that they love and they have balance. So it's, it's definitely a belief that I'm still working on (laughs) because I feel like sometimes I definitely fall into the trap of like, oh my gosh, if I want to make more money, I need, you know, I need more hours in the day. I need to work more. I need to work harder. But there is definitely a sweet spot of where, yes, you've got to work, because, you know, nothing just comes for free in this life, but not to the point where, you know, you're burning out, you've got no time for yourself, you're completely out of balance. And a really great book actually um, written on this particular topic, which uh, when I started to work through this, I was reading and it's called Chillpreneur. I think it's by the author Denise Duffield Thomas. Don't, it might be a slightly different name, but I've, off the top of my head, that is the that is the book. And she also has another one called... It's something to do with rich in the title. I can't remember again off the top of my head, but um, the book in particular around this is called Chillpreneur. Uh, so have a read of that because that's really good if you struggle with this concept as well. And again, you know, it really goes to show as well, like I'm in a position now where I'm I'm really, you know, getting ready to level up to the next level, to take my wealth to the next level. But 
I feel like at the moment I, you know, I'm not working the crazy hours that I used to work in banking, but I earn more today than I did when I was working in banking and working those crazy hours. So again, you know, this belief is something that it was just a story that I used to tell myself. And so the next one is around wanting more money is greedy. And this will be just part of, if you do relate to this one in particular, this will be part of your blueprint and really, you know, the way that you were brought up and the beliefs that you started to um, have around money, thinking that if you want more money, it's greedy. Again, you have to just find evidence out there that contradicts this because, you know, some of the people that I look look up to that are extremely wealthy, they are the opposite of greedy. They are the most abundant giving people that have built schools in third world countries that, you know, give back and donate and do so much good in this world. And they are the opposite of a greedy person and they are the most abundant people. So again, that belief to me just is not true at all. So if that's something that you believe, you have to find evidence to show you that that is just a story. You're telling yourself the next one being you need money to make money but the reality is there's lots of ways to make money today where you don't need to have hundreds of thousands of dollars to set up a business okay sure there's certain types of businesses out there that you might need lots of money to invest in or if you want to you know buy an investment property you can't do that for free but there's so many there's so much free education as well guys out there, you know, on YouTube, on the internet, um, you know, through books and things like that, that, you know, of course it doesn't cost that much to buy a book that, you know, doing courses and things like this, where we can learn, there's a million different ways to make a million dollars. Okay. And you don't necessarily, I'm not going to say for every way to make a million dollars, you don't need money, but there are lots of ways out there that you don't need a lot of capital to get started. For example, the social marketing business that I'm a part of, when I started that business, Okay, the startup cost for that was like the equivalent of what I'd pay for pay on coffee for the month, <laughs> like for a few weeks of, well, actually just like five coffees, <laughs> you know? So again, it's just finding the evidence that shows that, do you know what? This actually isn't true. This is just something that I've been believing. This is something that I've chosen to put worth to, to think that this is true, but really it's not. Because as soon as you find evidence and research to support that it's not, then it's not true. And then the final one, uh, the seventh belief was having more money means more responsibilities and taxes. And you never want to find yourself falling into the trap of, oh, I don't want to earn more because that means paying more tax. I've switched my thinking to if I'm paying more tax, boom, that's amazing because it means I'm earning more money, right? So again, it's all about how you think about these things. It's all about how you perceive money and the and wealth and how you you know, react and how you look at situations and what the beliefs are that you choose to believe when it comes to money and when it comes to wealth. And I do think that this is a really important topic to talk about because I feel like for so many people still today, money is a taboo topic. They don't like to talk about money. They think, oh gosh, that's, that's not right. We shouldn't be talking about money. That's hush, hush. We, you know, that's not, that's not something we openly talk about. We keep that to ourselves, but why not? When money is, is, is a thing that we can do so much good in the world. And when we educate people, and, and this is the weird thing, we don't learn about this at school. We never learn around about financial education in high school. And I think it's so important to educate people on understanding the importance of money mindset and figuring out what is your money blueprint where did it come from? And if your if the your financial situation today is not one that you're happy with, then you need to work on your financial blueprint, your money blueprint to find the way forward to get to where you do want to be when it comes to finances. 
And because you know what, guys, it's not about money equaling happiness. I'm not, that's not what I'm trying to say here at all that, you know, you need to have lots of money in order to be happy and, you know, have a great life. What it's about is choices. It's about having choices. You never want to be in a situation like living paycheck to paycheck, where if something were to happen, you couldn't drop thousands of dollars on, I don't know, emergency surgery that you needed for your loved one. Or that you couldn't just, the one thing for me, like when I was living in the UK was I never wanted to be in a situation where I couldn't just buy flights home to see my family at the drop of a hat if I needed to, for whatever reason. And you know, when COVID hit and lots of people were trying to get, because Australia closed their borders and lots of people were trying to get back to Australia, I was so grateful that I you know, had worked on my money mindset and, you know, built a business that enabled me to be in a position where A, I wasn't working. So I'm my own boss. I can take, you know, whatever leave I need to. And B, we were in a position to buy business class flights back to Australia, which I'm not going to lie, cost us an arm and a leg during that time. But it guaranteed us getting back into Australia because, if you were buying economy seats back then, you were just getting bumped and bumped and bumped onto the next flight because there were caps to get into Australia, into the country. Like really, there was, there was like 200 people a week into, into in a city like Sydney, one of the biggest cities in Australia, right? 200 people a week, that's it. And so what were they doing? They were prioritizing the, pe- prioritizing the people that had business class tickets. So it's about having choices. It's a not, you know, for some people living a, a you know, a, luxur- a luxurious life where they travel the world first class and do all these crazy things. That's not for everyone. And that's okay. But do you know what is for everyone is having choices, having choices to do what you want, when you want, and have flexibility with your finances and being able to spend money on what you want to and put it to good use. I always think of my beautiful friend over in New Zealand, Pearl Harper, who, I, uh, you know, supports a charity called Homes of Hope, which is actually heading over to Fiji in a couple of weeks, I think, uh, to go back for the first time since COVID, which is obviously very special for her. But, you know, that's a charity that is for an extremely good cause, um, helping women through housing women and, and helping them, you know, through uh, sexual abuse and rehabilitating them through that process. So for instance, to say to someone that money isn't important when it can go into building homes to look after women who have been sexually abused, it's about having choice, guys. It's about having the choice to do what you want with your money and having flexibility. So that's why I feel, I'm getting quite worked up, you know, feel passionate about talking about money and opening the discussion about it, even if some people think, oh, that's a bit risque, but no, it's important. We need to talk about money. We need to understand what our money mindset is. What is our money blueprint? How do we figure out what our money blueprint is? We need to go back and you know look at what was the environment that we grew up in as a child when it came to money? How do we currently react to money today? How do we feel towards it? What do we think? What's our belief patterns around money? So that we can then figure that blueprint out and then we start working on improving that blueprint and taking it to a place where it supports the financial goals that we have okay, in life. So that's really all about money blueprint. Uh, as I said, this is going to be a two-part episode. So next week, we're going to dive more into our money thermostat and actions that you can take 
in order to improve your money mindset and move towards uh, your financial goals, whatever they might be. So I hope this has been helpful. Again, I just love you guys and I'm so grateful for you being here and tuning into this episode. Please know that you are so worthy and you can do have, be, or anything you want in this life. You just have to figure out the mindset piece. As you know, I'm absolutely obsessed with mindset and that's why I love bringing these episodes to you each and every week where we really dive into different aspects of our mindset and how we can get it working for us so that we can get what we want in life. So have a wonderful week. I'll see you guys next week for part two and have a great day.